We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Tyrese Halliburton, and you're listening to Setting the Pace. going on everybody joining me now is the one and only mike piazza Fachi. Fachi, what's going on brother now that i will take because i am a mets fan and mike piazza is one of my favorite players of all time so finally we're on the same page alex i'm feeling good today yeah the mets the mets are playing pretty good baseball this year too so uh yeah. don't want to i don't want to see them in the playoffs with my cardinals but I, I wouldn't be mad if me and you got to see a little NL, uh you know championship conference matchup there. That'd be fun. Um, one of my good buddies is a Yankees fan, so I'm hoping for a Cardinals-Yankees World Series and Pujols going out on top. But I digress. We're here to talk about what today, Fachi? Man, look, we, we talked about it last episode. There's just no Pacer news going on, so why not touch on the NBA in general? And I thought we would talk about our award predictions for this upcoming season. Yeah, I think it's a great thing to do and a great exercise. And um, I think we should start from the bottom and kind of work our way to the top here, Fachi. So let's start with Rookie of the Year. I do think you kind of spoiled this um, in the uh, in the standings predictions. You kind of mentioned who you were going to give the Rookie of the Year to. But if people forgot or didn't listen, refresh their memory and tell them who you have. Maybe I changed my mind. Oh, okay. Well, let's see. Who's nah, your Rookie of the Year? But look, I got Paul Bankhead. Look, <laughs> Paul, Paul is just – I think he's got a shot to be the alpha bucket getter for the Magic. Like – this is a guy that I think that, you know, on paper, you look at Rookie of the Year, you're probably thinking Paulo, Keegan Murray, like probably between yeah. those guys. I'd love to say Ben Matherin. But uh, I, I think know. that Paulo's going to be the guy that can be a number one option potentially on the Magic when they're not winning games and he's putting up numbers compared to maybe like a Keegan Murray who is like maybe at best the third option on the Kings. Yeah, no, I think Paolo's going to win. He's going to put the numbers up. 
Um, you know, like Jabari Smith, he's not going to win it because Jalen Green's there, and um, he's just going to be the the focal point of that Rockets team, right? Mm-hmm. But Paulo is going to be the focal point of the Magic, and then of course Chet Holmgren goes down. So now you're looking at Keegan Murray, the fourth overall pick, as like the second best odds probably to win it, uh, or Jaden Ivey with Detroit. Um, you know, I think other than that, like it's a, a Matherin is actually on the list to, to vote on. I think it was like plus 1100 or something like that. So uh, I can't remember. I looked it up. I looked it up today, but you know, he was on like, you know, really good odds if he wins, obviously. So um, I had Paulo too. I just think it's pretty much a slam dunk here. Best rookie in the class, obviously the first overall pick for a reason. Me and you both had him. I, well, you might've had Jabari Smith first, didn't you? Uh, Like at one point, but it was just you fluctuated. Like, he just, he's not an alpha to me. He's just not. No, I Paolo can just put the ball on the floor and he's a playmaker. He's he's gonna be good for Orlando. So I, I like Paolo. I think he's worthy of that, Fachi. So we're both in unison there. I bet we're gonna be in unison here too for six men of the year. Fachi, who do you got? I don't know if we are. This is a really tough one. For the six man of the year, it depends if he if he comes off the bench enough, but I got Jordan Poole. I, I knew he would be. And I think part of the reason why Fachi is because he had a breakout playoff run and i think everybody's got their eye on him now and he probably could have won it last year mm-hmm. but because he didn't i think some people might say he got snubbed yeah. and usually when that happens people like the narrative i think jordan Poole is definitely a guy that can win this especially with them with you having golden state finishing first yeah. it does make a lot of sense i will say this and i know this is going to make people laugh but if malcolm brogdon can stay healthy I think he's got a really good chance to win the sixth win of the year for the Celtics. The odds for Brogdon, you know, are actually really good. Like they have him inside, like on most sites that you look at, like a top three projected sixth man of the year. So I just feel like Jordan Poole to me feels like he could go that like James Harden type route, not saying he's James Harden, where you win the sixth man of the year, then you hit free agency, you get a big contract somewhere, and there's like those big expectations. Yeah. So I think that he's kind of playing into that role of like, this is a starter on many teams putting up 20 points per game. But I, I think this is the year that he takes home sixth man of the year. And then who knows what the next chapter has for him. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I don't know if they'll be able to keep him long term. I don't know. That's so, going to be scary. Yeah, he's he's a good player, but I definitely think he benefits from being in that system to a certain degree. Yeah, Not saying he couldn't be really good somewhere else, but I wonder if he'd have the same impact. So, um, I, but who cares about that? He's on the Warriors now, and that's what we're yeah. talking about this season. So, uh, most improved player, Fachi, what you got? You know, we hinted at it a little bit, but I'm going Anthony Edwards. <laughs> we're in unison again, brother. <laughs> but the reports on Edwards, they're, they're crazy. They're saying this guy looks unbelievable. Andre yeah. Guadalla says, hey, you throw him two weeks in, under the Miami Heat type, you know, how they conduct things. This guy all of a sudden is one of the top players in the league. Look, I think that it's year three for him. So it's not this like, you know, hey, does he take a jump? Anthony Edwards would still be in college if, if he had stayed, you know, four years, whatever it is. He only did one year. So this is year three for him. I think that he's someone that could be, and he's not going to win, but the getting dark horse potential MVP type votes, I think he's really going to be someone that is electric this year. Yeah, I think – um you kind of can make some comparisons and parallels here to John ja Morant. But yep. one of the things I don't really like is when a first overall pick gets most improved player in year three. I mean, I like it at all either. They're expected to do that job. Ja. Exactly. So that's kind of where I'm frustrated. Like I didn't want to pick him only for that reason, 
But I just kind of going off of what happened last year. If the Timberwolves are really good and he's putting up some serious numbers, it's going to be hard not to want to pick him for most improved player of the year. But I do think like I really liked when Julius Randle won it two years ago just because he had an awesome year and he really did improve. Um, is there anybody else that can like step out and do that? Like, uh, you know, there's been I think Zion's like on this list is like a top yeah. four person to bet on. You know, and it's like Zion was a number one pick. It was so years. good. He was I, so good two seasons ago. Yeah, it's just like, what are we doing? Like, we got to be better about like really evaluating like who is really the most improved because like I don't really think it's Anthony Edwards, but I think he's going to win the award. I, I know that sounds yeah. crazy, but I I do agree. Like Anthony Edwards potentially could be in the MVP conversation. I don't know if he will be, but I I will pull out this bull prediction. I think he does win an MVP trophy. By the time he retires. Oh, he, he very well could. But he's also left some meat on the bone where you're looking at it. Last year, he averaged just over 21 points per game, 44% shooting. Like, you know, good. It's not great. Like, what if Edwards averages 26 points per game? You know, he's shooting maybe 48%. They get the fifth seed. All of a sudden, it's like the team's improved. He's improved. He's more accurate. Like, you know, winning does help attract some of this, but at the same point, I think that he's someone that is still figuring out the game. A couple of years ago, they were like, well, he's just a really, really good athlete. Not really sure if he loves basketball. I think all of those questions have been answered. And I think that people don't have those questions anymore. I think that he's going to take that big step forward. A couple other names I was thinking about. Look, I would love to say Tyrese Halliburton. I really would. Yeah. But like, if the Pacers are just this, you know, beyond subpar team, it's going to be really hard. Plus, Halliburton looked so good for the Pacers that I wonder, like, you know, how how good, how much better would he have to be in order to take a leap over like an Anthony Edwards? And then also, yeah. like Tyrese Maxey, if if uh, James yeah. Harden did not return to Philly, I think Tyrese Maxey would have exploded. And I think that he was really good with Harden, but I think it's also going to be tough. Uh, so that's why I still lean Anthony Edwards. Yeah, this was a tough one too because like I like Tyrese Maxey and I wanted to pick him. I'm like, I really enjoyed watching him play last year. I really like the growth that he took. Halliburton to me, it's like if we're expecting the Pacers to be as bad as they are, are they really going to reward someone on a team that only like yeah. wins less than 25 games? And I, I just don't think that's the case. So who knows? I think Jalen Brunson, someone to keep an eye on that could win it. Yeah, um, if the Knicks do better than expected. But other than that, I'm not really sure who else would be a great candidate for this. So um, I guess we can go back to this once the season starts and, and and kind of like say like, man, who's someone that stood out that we didn't expect to take a leap? But that's where I'm at with that. So we are three for three on our picks together, Fachi. This is just crazy. Um, Defensive most valuable player, Fachi, who you got? I'm going Bam out of bio. Okay, um, we're different here. All right, well, there we go. Look. You know, when you mentioned it last episode, you mentioned, hey, this could be someone in the dark horse. I was thinking, like, I'm not going to say anything because I got it. <laughs> Look, I think that Bam, I feel like for, for Bam, this is what he wants. Last year, he talked about being slandered, like not getting enough respect as a defensive player of the year voting. He finished fourth. The boring answer would be Rudy Gobert. I don't know if that's what you have him over there. But Bam was slept Call on. Call me out, bro. Boring old Alex. Boring old Alex. Yeah, there you are. There you are. I thought that was the boring answer, like watching paint dry. So I'm going Bam taking the step forward, and I think that that's going to be his calling card. And if yeah. Miami is still going to be a, a really, really good team, I think they're going to need more out of Bam out of Bayer this year. And I think this could be the year he takes home the trophy. Yeah. This, so Bam out of Bayer was who I picked when I was uh, talking to the Pacers like last week or a week before that. I can't remember when I was on exactly, but 
they asked me like on a spot, like who I thought. And I'm like, I've always kind of like felt like Bam has potential to do it. So I went ahead with Bam. And like you said, it wasn't the boring pick, but I really believe in Minnesota this year. And I think because Minnesota is going to be so much better that the voters are going to give Rudy Gobert some love. But I just wonder like who else out there, like is a legit candidate to do this because um, it's a really tough thing to win. And I'm just not sure. Like a lot of people say Giannis. I just don't know if he's going to get the love that he deserves because people just expect it now. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Gobert is my boring answer. I don't like it. Um, I would like to pick somebody else. And if I change my mind by the end of this episode, I will. But I just, I can't do it. Already, already mulling over someone else, huh? I know. I just, I mean, it was safe. And I, and I thought about Bam and I'm just like, yeah, I said that on the last pod. I don't know if I want to like keep everything I already said. So um, that's where I'm at with that. And I think it's fair where we have everybody at though. I mean, um, I think both are good candidates. I think they're both like the top five on betting odds as well. Um, what about Draymond? You think he's got a chance to win it? I mean, look, he, he could always have a chance, but I just feel like Draymond's getting a little bit older and like a little bit, you know, I want to say like less and less each year, but yeah. I think his time as like a defensive player of the year could, could have came to an end. And now he's just, just a very valuable player. So Look, Gobert could could win it again. He didn't win it last year. You know, Marcus Smart won it. We're not even talking about Marcus Smart. Yeah, that think, is crazy. I don't, think, I don't think we really believe that Marcus Smart could win it back to back. And then, well, let me ask you this: Do you yeah. think there's another sleeper out there that we haven't brought up? Like, not saying that he's going to win it, but do you think like I had the Nuggets finishing top of the top of the West? You had him at second. Mm-hmm. You think there's a chance maybe a guy like Aaron Gordon gets some love for it because of how good it they be, could be? It would be interesting. I mean, we haven't um, talked about Mikel Bridges. Like, yeah. Bridges was defensive player of the year for like the first half of the year. Um, but I, what yeah. like I think somebody like Scotty Barnes could potentially make a case if he really locks down on defense, or Pascal, like if the Raptors do really well. Um, somebody that could actually win it if they would just play is Ben Simmons, but who knows what that's going to be like? Yeah, so. Exactly. That, that's such a wild card at this point to the point where uh, you know it's like. I really don't know. I mean, a couple of years ago, he was like, I think he finished number two in voting. Yeah. He was really up there. So, you know, he definitely has a chance, but that's like if we're getting a rejuvenated Ben Simmons playing night in, night out. So yeah. when it came to, to picking Bam, I felt like I was like, hey, look, I wouldn't be embarrassed by this pick. It could happen. I, I wouldn't say that he's the leader to win it, but he should definitely be in that serious running. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Absolutely. So let's, before we get to MVP, let's do coach of the year, Fachi. And we did our standings the last episode. So I'm curious, who did you have winning coach of the year? Now, this is where things get interesting. I had a couple names going, but Chris Finch could be the guy. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. We expect Minnesota to take that leap. Now, maybe Minnesota ends up being the team where if it doesn't, it's like, whoa, everybody is really high on them and they underdeliver. But back even when the Pacers were interviewing coaches, I remember I was, uh, and then this is Nate Bjorkman time. I remember being like, what about Chris Finch over there? And it's just, they never really seemed to like take it seriously. And I always really liked what he brought to the table. And I feel like now he's got a good roster. They can take that leap forward. I mean, the boring answer would have been Ime Odoka. Like you're talking about, we we picked the Celtics to have the top record in the league. But like, so wouldn't that think, hey, coach of the year? But it kind of felt like they already have a really good roster coming off of a finals run. So I couldn't really lean there. I tossed around a couple other names. Like, thought, mm, what about Willie Green, second-year coach? Like, yeah. maybe Pelicans get there, Tyron Lue if the, if the Clippers get there. But I settled on Chris Finch. Yeah, so, you know, it's funny as I originally wrote down Chris Finch, but with picking Gobert and Anthony Edwards, I said I am too Minnesota heavy right now, so I changed it. And because you had them at two and I had them at one, I picked Michael Malone from okay. the Denver Nuggets. He's not won it yet, and the Nuggets have been really good with a bad team, right? I mean, a Jokic and in some, you know, some decent but not great players. I don't know if you guys can hear that thunder, but it is coming down hard out here right now. Um, Michael Malone is the guy that I picked. And part of the reason why I picked this, I actually have the Nuggets finishing first. And I thought, well, you can make the case for Nikola Jokic winning MVP again, but there is no way that he wins three MVPs in a row. Fatigue. Yeah, voter fatigue, and so I think they shift and give it to the coach and not the player. I mean, that's a really good point. And look, Mike Malone is like, he needs to get his credit. Like, he really does. It's it's crazy when you think about the Sacramento Kings fired him, you know, a few years years back at this point. But, like, that guy has been a rock-solid coach that uh, has, has taken the Nuggets to places that people did not expect them to be. So yeah. I like the pick right over there. You know, I, part of me at one point, really, I wanted to say Willie Green, but, like, I think the Pelicans would need to make, like, a solid jump. Like, yeah. be inside that top five, and I just don't have them there. So at that point, that's where I settled on Chris Finch. Absolutely. So let's um, get to our MVP here, Fachi. I'm, I'm guessing we have the same one would be my guess, but I'm not sure what you got. We could. Is this the year Joel Embiid takes it? I think it is, Fachi. At this point, two straight second-place finishes. It feels like Embiid's the kind of guy, like, you don't want to say he's, like, stat-chasing, but I feel like MVP means a lot to him. And I remember him trying to kind of really make his own debate. And, you know, he didn't win it. Now you've been on the cusp. If Embiid stays healthy and the Sixers are as good as I predicted them to be, he could be, you know, finally the guy that they're like, all right, we can't deny him any longer. So big men, they've been winning it, you know, between, you know, Giannis, Jokic, feel like this is that era right now where Embiid could be the next up. No, I mean, that that to me is I just feel like the 76ers are destined to be really good this year. Yep. Um, I've been really high on the 76ers like a couple of different times and it's bit me in the butt. Same. So I'm not going to pick them to go to the finals because I just don't trust them at that point. But I will say this. There's a chance they could be the one seed this year. I really believe that. I mean, Boston, as we both picked, but I think with Philadelphia being number two, Embiid's probably going to put up some ridiculous numbers this year. Um, I think he's going to get love because, like you said, being the second-place vote-getter multiple times, 
Uh, I think there's a chance with him winning MVP, he's going to knock Jokic down to the the second team All NBA. Unfortunately, uh, because we can't apparently have two centers on the first team All NBA, which is ridiculous. But um, that's another story. But I believe in Joel Embiid's potential. Um, if I wasn't him to for my pick at MVP, I would probably go Giannis. I I just don't really know who else. The other person I thought about maybe was Jason Tatum. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, it's like I can't knock the pick. I just don't know if Tatum's there yet. He he definitely took a step forward for sure. But like I could see Giannis also. Um, I mean, it's Giannis. He's a, he's a great player. No one can say that he can't seriously be in the running. Last year, the the three that for a while was interchangeable was Giannis and Bede, Jokic. Yeah. And at this point, I think when we talked about voter fatigue, I just don't think that Jokic can take his game to the next level after last year to get a third MVP. It just feels like people like to say at this point, oh, we, we got to give it to someone else or like who's got a better record or like, you know, who has really made a big difference. And I think that Embiid is that guy now that it's like you can't sleep on him any longer. Right. And I, I think another person that we could throw out there is Kevin Durant too, Fudge. Like, you never know. I mean, I mean, if Kevin Durant plays his butt off and leads that Nets team after all this stuff, like that'd be so funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like he's talented enough to win it. Um, oh, he's definitely talented enough, and their yeah. team's talented enough. Like you could say the same thing for AD or LeBron, but their team's not talented enough. But yeah, all right. Um, I think that wraps up our our player prediction awards. Obviously, we can get in the first team and all of that on another episode. But I yes. thought this was fun okay. just to kind of do what we thought for. The uh, for the player prediction. So, Fachi, anything else you want to say before you tell the people where they can find us out on social media? No, I would just say, hey, look, these are predictions that we made, you know, before the season started, solidly before. A lot can change, but that's kind of the fun part is like, hey, we don't know what's going to happen come, you know, June of 2023. But for right now in August, this is what we're going with. For now, I'm going to stick with it. All right, man. We'll tell the people where they can find us at on social media. Absolutely. So you can find us on Twitter at setting the pace three. You can find Alex on Twitter at Alex Golden NBA. I can be found on Twitter at underscore F A C C I. You can find us on Instagram at Pacers Talk. You can find us on Facebook at Setting the Pace. You can find us on TikTok at Setting the Pace. And Alex, tell them where they can check us out on YouTube. Check us out on youtube.com slash setting the pace, a Pacers podcast. Or if you don't want to go to YouTube, just go to Google. Obviously, they're affiliated with YouTube and just type in setting the pace. YouTube channel and it'll show right up. So thank you all so much for subscribing. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the channel because we have new content coming for you shortly. Once we hit the end of September training camps here, there's going to be a ton of content on there for you. But with that being said, if you're excited to see the Pacers back in action sooner rather than later, say these three words. Let's go Pacers. Setting the pace, going to the top. Setting the pace, going to the top. This is your number one podcast. Sweeping every team. We gon' need a mop. Smooth. Mm-hmm.